What the heck is going on over at Linus Tech Tips? We're going to talk about that and a whole bunch more next on the 5 Tech Things You Should Know. Hey everybody, Jeffy Powers here from Geekazine, Think Magazine, Put in a Geek, and welcome to the 5 Tech Things You Should Know. We do this every single week. We run down five different tech things you should know. Simple as that. So let's get right into the show. Was your health data taken? In May 2023, IBM disclosed that a cyber attack had exposed the personal health information of millions of Americans. The attack was carried out by the Klopp ransomware gang and affected over 600 organizations in 20 countries. This ranges from banks to colleges to, uh, of course, healthcare. IBM is offering anyone affected credit monitoring, but do you know if you were affected? If you go to conbriefing.com, they'll have a list of all 670 organizations affected, 509 in the US. By the way, that's over 40 million individuals. The IBM breach is one of the largest healthcare data breaches in history. It is a reminder and an importance of data security and the need of businesses and organizations to take steps to protect their data from cyber attacks. Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates are reportedly in a race to buy chips from NVIDIA. The two countries are looking to secure supplies of the chips for their ambitious artificial intelligence and computing projects. The Saudi Arabian government has been investing heavily in artificial intelligence in the recent years, and that makes sense because the country has set a goal of becoming a global leader in AI by 2030. The UAE is also investing heavily in AI and it has launched a number of initiatives to promote the development of the technology. So they're tagging up to secure the supplies of the NVIDIA chips. It's going to be a great tag team match for the AI Championship League belts this Sunday at King Abdullah Sports Center. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! NVIDIA has been in a great spot when it comes to AI, especially since the bubble burst on the crypto market and people started selling all their used GPUs. By the way, did you know there are expensive sports cars that have been sitting in the streets of Dubai for years? Apparently anybody that couldn't pay their taxes pretty much fled, and these cars just sat collecting dust. I would guess that the UAE and Saudi Arabia don't need to take these cars and resell them for money to buy NVIDIA chips, but uh, imagine if they did. How much would you pay for a pristine 1980s Ferrari? Let me know in the comments below. Now let's get your history fix for this week. August 18th, 1992, Wang computers have been growing but their financial outlook didn't seem good. In 1992, they filed for bankruptcy protection. They eventually got out of bankruptcy, but not before they changed the scope of their business. They changed to Wang Global, and then in 1999 were bought out by Gentronics. August 19th, 2004, 19,605,052 Google shares of Google stock G-O-O-G, went on sale at $85 a share. Google wanted $135, however, U.S. regulators approved the float at $85. Google raised $1.67 billion, giving them a $23 billion market capitalization. Imagine what it is now. You don't have to imagine. Go online and find out. And on August 22nd, 565, yes, 565, 
St. Columbus saves someone who was being attacked by a monster in the Loch Ness waters. That would later become a record of the first time Nessie was spotted in Loch Ness. I know, it's not tech, but it's pretty cool. So that's your history for this week. And now it's time for another page of The X-Files. Elon has made some more major changes to the soon to not be called Twitter anymore, maybe because it might be sitting there somewhere in the programming. There's still a tweet or something like that. On Wednesday morning, many who use the TweetDeck software found out that they, if they didn't buy blue, they didn't have access anymore. TweetDeck, now called XPro, was purchased by Twitter in 2011. This site, which is described as a social media desktop, is a great way to separate tweets, trends, hashtags, and a lot more. Now, if you want to use XPro, TweetDeck, whatever you want to call it, you will have to get blue for $8 a month. I'm getting blue for not getting $8 a month. Another change that Musk made to anyone linking to Mastodons, Threads, Blue Sky, and more, the social media site added a pause to any link inside a tweet. The delay was removed after a bunch of backlash, though. And an ad system within X called the Follower Objective is being shut down. These were posts that linked to follow the follower's page. Follow the follow, follow the follow, follow. The page of the following the follower the followers just like that last sentence the move was odd because this was a profitable option on x making 100 million dollars per year so i'm starting my own initiative down as my own follower of initiative you can place your bids over at geekazine so you know i've moved back to episodic content on geekazine along with the reviews and the unboxings i need to make these episodes at the five tech things pop in many different ways so you can find them and you can watch them weekly you might also have a show on youtube one problem that i've always had with the creating of content is all the research of keywords figuring out the seos or building up thumbnails that's where tubebuddy comes in features that they offer can help you get discovered in searches with new ai features like suggest a title and thumbnail heat map you can improve on gaining and retaining your audience. My favorite TubeBuddy feature is SEO Studio. You put in a couple keywords and it's actually going to tell you how to improve your tags, how to improve your descriptions, so your video can be suggested in searches. Check out TubeBuddy.com forward slash geek and install for a free trial. That's TubeBuddy.com forward slash geek. Now let's get back into the five tech things you should know. Back in 2021, Netflix announced they were going to bring games into the, their popular streaming platform. This week, they announced that they will start testing games across mobile devices, including TVs and computers. But before you get all excited, the test will actually be limited and only to a select few in the UK and Canada. Two games will be available, Oxenfree from Night School Studio and Mining Adventure from Molehue. Not to say that Netflix doesn't have a library to choose from. If you head over to your iOS app or Google App Store, you will see many game titles available, including Queen's Gambit, Transformers, Stranger Things 1, 2, and 3, Tomb Raider, and more. And that also includes Nittens! I'm so addicted! Cloud gaming has been a part of many streaming services already. For example, the Lunar Controller. I can play games on Amazon Fire streaming services. You can take your PlayStation games to mobile. You can take them back to the PlayStation. 
The bigger task is Netflix, like Amazon or Hulu. It's on many OTT devices. It's not an easy task to push video now that they have to send game data. That changes on the user choices back and forth. Reality is certain devices won't be able to support some or all of the games. A smart TV from 2016, 2017, for example, might not have the CPU inside for this task. Heck, I have a Roku Ultra that isn't always working right. Apple TV has raised parental control issues, so you won't be able to play Netflix games on that platform right now. But that could get resolved fairly quick, especially if Netflix wants to really gain market saturation. I've always been concerned about in-app purchases though. As an adult, I make my own decisions, but in a family setting, if the baby smashes the remote and buys a thousand dollars worth a coin or elixir, who's responsible? That is, unless that baby makes one million on YouTube already, then it's the baby's fault. A few of you have mentioned this to me, so we'll quickly address it. Apparently, there have been questions coming from the YouTube channel Gamers Nexus, accusing LMG, that's Linus Media Group, of reviewing a prototype graphics card, Water Cooler, from Belay Labs. The review was tainted because LMG used the wrong video card for this video. The allegation further stated LMG auctioned off said prototype card without permission. There is a further question of if the company got reimbursed that I won't go into right now. This added on to the question of ethics and misleading consumers in videos for a while, along with favoritism toward certain companies. There's also an allegation of verbal abuse and bullying, which although is disgusting if true, it is an allegation and not in the range of focus of what we're going to talk about today. I do understand a third party hired a private investigator for this. But now LMG is taking action. At least, I think. Even if you're not a techie, you might have come across the Linus Tech Tips or related video from LMG. Well, they produce 25 videos a week. When I started Geekazine Video on YouTube, I produced about 10 videos a week myself. That was pretty tough. But LMG is bigger. They have over 100 employees, and around half of those people are helping in the creation of these 25 pieces of content per week. And the 25 pieces include long-form and short-form content, so this is not a stretch, but many inside have stated on how difficult it was to make some of these videos. And they've made mistakes. Heck, in my reviews, I make mistakes, especially when you're out at events like CES and mishear information that's coming at you like a freight train in the dark of night. The best thing to do is to acknowledge, edit, and move on. If you ever posted to YouTube, you can actually do some trimming to the video as long as the video has under 100,000 views or is not more than four hours long. It's limited editing, but you can still make fixes like trim or blur faces. You can't do both and keep the URL that you have. Otherwise, you have to take down and upload the new version. A video hosted on their own media host does not have those limitations. Even something like a paid Vimeo account lets you re-upload and keep that same URL. YouTube does this for integrity purposes and their policy will most likely never change. Karen Tong, CEO of LMG, he's been CEO for what, about a month or two now, along with other members of the team addressed issues in a video posted yesterday. They stated a pause in content creation to go back and find problems to fix, along with policies going forward. 
The only problem is the video was fairly disingenuous. Jokes were made across the video of visiting our sponsor and product placements. The video was also monetized itself. With the affiliate ads attached, they could have made a lot just for that apology video. I'm sorry. As for the prototype, a leaked email came out stating that there was a miscommunication and the prototype was auctioned off for charity. Usually when I get a product like this, it's an infinite loan and not for resale, let alone being able to auction it off, whether it be for public or private or charity. Addressing the favoritism side, in most cases, that is simply part of business. To keep the lights on, you have to pay your bills. I have products in my wings waiting to get reviewed because I have to pay my bills first with products that actually are sponsoring the show. Any job is like that. If you have a fun project that you get to work on, most likely you have to do it during your downtime unless it's critical for the job. And this is an issue I think a lot of vendors really don't understand. It frustrates me when a vendor calls it a free product. I call it a necessary item to do the job that I was asked to do. I cannot talk about a product on my Amazon channel, for example, if I haven't had the product in my hand. Some creators do have different stance on their channels. Their budget allows them to actually purchase the items to review, and they don't accept media samples, which, by the way, that's what it's really called. But I don't know everything that was happening over at LMG, nor do I want to speculate. That would not be right. In all reality, if a sample was supplied, there should be disclaimers somewhere in the content. It is not a good idea to deceive your audience. There was another YouTuber out there years ago that made parody videos alongside their real ones. People had a hard time telling what was real and what was parody. The creator ultimately took down all the parodies when the comments got bad, but they're still making videos on that same channel to this day, on the channel that gained thousands of subscribers because of questionable practices. This is not new. I can think of many companies that had to make major changes after being caught in deceptive practices, from Theranos to Wells Fargo to Uber to Boeing. And there's news sources too. I won't say who. You might be able to guess. Human error is always going to come into play. You can quadruple secret check things, but if you have two points of view, it's going to happen or communication breaks down. Best thing to do is to reevaluate, understand the mistake, and move forward. I'm not sure what's going to happen with LMG. Linus Gabriel Sebastian, the person who actually founded LTT and LMG, stepped down a month ago. I feel that Tong, who was in a senior role at Corsair before coming to LMG as CEO, handled the apology way wrong. He should have kept it short. He should have kept it to the point, solo, and without promotion injections. I give props to Gamers Nexus for sticking to their guns. I give props to Madison Suop for addressing the issues and not keeping silent. I don't know where this is going to leave LMG. Sometimes it just becomes a footnote. Other times it becomes an acquisition of another media group. If you didn't know, LMG had a major YouTube hack in March of this year due to the opening of a PDF email that took over all their systems. And with this, I am surprised that YouTube hasn't stepped in. I'm surprised that Creative BC, the major partner of LMG, hasn't stepped in as well. But what are your thoughts on this? Are you backing LMG or are you moving on to alternate media sources? Let me know in the comments below. 
And that does it for the five tech things that you should know about. My name is Jeffrey Powers. Thanks a lot for watching. Uh, you can go over to geekazine.com, youtube.com forward slash geekazine. Go ahead, like, subscribe, comment, bell notification so you know when the next video comes in. Remember, you have the podcast playlist that you can subscribe to, too, so you know when the show comes out. Programming note, I will be off for the next two weeks as I'm going to be in Vegas next week for VMware Explore. We'll be back on September 6th with more tech things that you should know. Until then, you guys geek out and take care.